You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Petey Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Petey, first thing is first. I wish I could have made it out to the Vic Kid. You are going to knock him dead. After this Showtime special is, the sky's the limits, brother. But listen, here's what you got to do for me. What you got to do is you got to get back in your car, and you got to go drive on over to fucking Gary's house and give the guy his 50 bucks. You agreed to give him 200, you give him 200. Poor Gary, just trying to make some short money supplying you with a sandbox that's going to provide your daughter with hours of entertainment and a lifetime of memories. And you and your Showtime special have an ass bamboozle this guy and take $50 worth of food out of the guy's kid's mouth. Cheap bastard. Lord. Come, come with the kick drum, Gary. On the kick drum. Come, come. That's Gary on the kick drum. Go. And Gary in the house. Come, come. Come, come. With the kick drum. Come, come. I'm just not really the kick drum kind of guy. I'd rather be just a listener and enjoy all the, the banging that he's doing. In you know, the, uh, Gary, that's your prerogative. That's your right to listen. Meantime, I gotta talk to Brooke about something. It's called the baseline. Excuse me. Good, Carol. Pete and Sebastian show. We're back. Good hang. I'm ready. I don't know, man. The, the beginning is always kind of weird. Let's just start it up. Let's get into it. Uh, I don't think you're home, if I'm not mistaken, man. I am... Uh... I'm broadcasting from the uh, Defensive Player of the Year's home in J.J. Watt. This is nuts, dude. <laughs> You're in J.J. Watt's house doing the podcast. That's so funny because I'm in Billy Joel's house. He just went to get his coffee. <laughs> the piano man's coming back with two black espressos. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, you sound good. But let me know if it drops out at, at, at any time. Yeah, I will because it's only a two-man show. <laughs> Last night I arrived in Houston with Lana, and we met JJ at a steakhouse. And um, he told me, uh, "Listen, when you go to the steakhouse, side door. We there, there, there's this parking spot reserved for you. We're going to be going through the side door." I'm like, "Oh, nice." Anytime you hear side door. You you know it's exciting, right? Yeah, I don't normally hear side door. Absolutely. Yeah, I go literally front door. I don't even. I'm not even aware there's a side door. So we go through the side door. We get there first, and then uh, he comes in, and we kind of, he slips in right from the door, right to the table, and um, had a great dinner. Uh, steak was unbelievable me and Lana have been dying for a great steak and I told him you know we 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 had a steak the other night it was awful and you know we we feel like a great steak he's like nope the perfect place and he hit it right on the head with this steakhouse we had uh three steaks I'm sorry this this guy's bothering me with the with the with the uh grass cutting out here yeah you can't escape workers man it just seems like they're, they're, they're everywhere all right, we, we got to take a moment here because you, you're hanging out with the greatest player in the NFL, especially now that we found out that his only counterpart, Tom Brady, was a cheater. So um, you're talking about the steak. I got way more to get into. <laughs> all right. First of all, do you feel now you guys got this budding friendship? But, you know, it's, it started from a mutual admiration society with what you guys do for a living. Are you... You can't be as comfortable yet sitting with him as you are with, like, me or even more so the guys you did stand-up with in L.A. simply because you don't know him that long. Or is it has it gotten to that level now? Uh, you know, there is a little bit of that uneasiness just because it's, you know, someone that you're not used to hanging out with on a daily basis. Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta admit that. But, 
you know, he's he's so like laid back and you know a great guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool that you you can't really help but just kind of settle in and be yourself. Uh, oh, that's that's the best compliment you can give when someone makes you feel that way, like. Because you're probably a little nervous, like, holy shit. I mean, it's one thing to eat with the guy, and then you and Lana drive home and say how exciting it was, but now you're like, do, you know, I guess, do we follow him? Or do, we meet him in the, do, we, do we meet him in the driveway? Do we, do we call when we get there? We're in your driveway. I mean, do you bring a housewarming gift? Well, I mean, well, this is what, Thursday, Friday? I can't discuss that just yet because he's going to listen to this tomorrow, so... Uh... I can't. I can't go into the gift. The guy yeah. listens the day it comes out. Holy shit! Yeah, this guy right in there. He's right. In, he's caught up. <laughs> so all right, man. You hang out. You're having a steak now. Do people? Is it a private room? Or are you in the main restaurant? We are in the main restaurant, but we're in the back room. So there's not a lot of people there. And I noticed that the table next to us noticed who he was, but they didn't come over and say hello or anything like that. It was very. Very uh, discreet. No one really came up to the table. I don't think anybody even knew he was in the restaurant. See, now, if I was eating with him and everyone looked over, I'd lean over at Watt and go, check it out, man. Everybody's recognizing me. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I do have to say on a side note, (laughs) I went, (coughs) excuse me, after my show the other night (coughs) uh, to a bar with a friend. (coughs) And when I walked in... um, there was like three different groups of people that were at the show, and it was pretty much the first time in my career, at least the first time I can remember in a long time, where everyone started yelling out, Pete, Pete. You know, and I went over and, and said hi to everyone, as opposed to what it's been for years. There's the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they actually know that I got there's a name attached. <laughs> Holy shit. So, yeah. does any. Anyone come over for an autograph with you guys or a photo? No, no, I'm telling you, not not too many people knew. I don't think anybody really knew he was in the restaurant. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very pleasant uh, dinner, no interruptions. Uh, had a phenomenal meal and uh, had some dessert. It was a, it was a great meal from, from, from front to back, uh, not only the meal, but the conversation. And uh, this guy... You know, and I know we we talk about him every now and then on the cast, but just sitting with this guy for dinner, you know why he uh, is where he is. He's he's 26, but carries himself like a 45 year old man. I mean, well, the maturity level this guy's got is is, is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, man. I really feel like is. I'm talking to a guy my age, and I'm sitting there going, uh, I was telling Lana on the on the ride home, this guy was 15. When I was 31. <laughs> we could have babysat for this guy. <laughs> no, I go even one further when I'm even texting with him or something. I feel like I got to be more mature than I normally am. I got to step up the maturity. <laughs> so we follow him back to his place. All right. Uh, yeah. And uh, get out of the car. He's got a lovely home. And, uh, you know, he kind of shows us, you know, here, here's the, you know, he's got wine stocked fridge. Uh, oh, and he had asked, do you guys want anything um, when you get here? You know, just let me know. I'll have uh, someone go and get some, some groceries. I go, bro, don't. Oh, don't, my God. Don't, don't, don't go through that trouble. He goes, don't worry about it. No trouble at all. Uh, by the way, he gets free groceries. What? Yeah. What do you mean? How? What do you free groceries? The guy's a spokesman for the grocery store in town. He gets free groceries. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're living the wrong life, man. Shit, I went to Sherman Williams the other day and said, I'll let you put a sign on my front lawn while they paint it if you give me a discount on the paint. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll talk to the manager. Leave your number. <laughs> Wow, so so he's got free groceries. Oh man, you got to do a special sleeping with Sebastian for uh, uh, for this I, show. I'm just gonna do it on the show because I, I can't hold this back. What I saw when I entered the uh, the bedroom where Lana and I am staying, we go to the bedroom, and on the bed laid out 
is his and hers monogram robes. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> oh, this is a moment in the Pete Sebastian show. We've talked about how you always wanted to do that when people come, and what did it? What does it? He's got an S on one robe and an L on the other, and and with that is monogram his and her towels. <laughs> I don't even think I would do this, man. It, this guy went above and beyond. And the, then the kicker, a size nine Reebok pump shoes. This, this is more than you get when you go to the Oscars. <laughs> this is unbelievable, man. I mean... You stay at J.J. Watts, you gotta pack light because you're going home with gifts. I gotta go buy a suitcase. <laughs> no suitcase? Watt didn't throw a suitcase. <laughs> now, we're stunned, right? Oh, and, God. And he's laughing. He's like, yeah, you know. He, he just, he, he, he knew it was going to be a fucking hit. And not only that, but we go in the bathroom and he's got on the bathroom ledge there at the sink. Soap, deodorant, toothpaste, shampoo, uh, moisturizer. The guy's got a... It's like staying at the Four Seasons. I'm waiting for you to tell me. I round the bend to the third room. <laughs> Dr. Ron, he flew in Dr. Ron to just to rub us down. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, unbelievable, man. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was. I'm clapping again, man. It, it, what hospitality? The hospitality is above and beyond anything that I've ever expected. I mean, listen, I didn't expect anything, but I mean, this guy, he's, he's getting monogram robes, the towels, he's got toiletries up the ass. I mean, it, it, the, the, the fridge is stocked. Not only is the fridge stocked, and this is this is the kicker. You know, I do a joke about oh, the. I, I know what you're gonna say. He's got Orangina <laughs> in the refrigerator with Sara Lee pound cake and Sanka. <laughs> the guy, it's the, He's doing. He's getting stuff from the act. It's unbelievable. You want a glass of Orangina? You have Orangina. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Shut up. Cut yourself a slice. Want a cup of coffee? We're gonna do co Want some Sanka? <laughs> oh. I tell you right now, your mother-in-law's gonna hear this show and go, the hell with it. Next time Sebastian comes, we're gonna have a private jet on the front lawn for his use. We're going to have, I mean, it, people are just going to try to top this. It's untoppable. It's, it's untoppable. untoppable. Uh, we, we text my mother-in-law the robes, and she's like, I got to step up my game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. It, so uh, he, uh, you know, and he was very, very, he's like, listen, man, my house is your house. Treat it like your own. Uh, I, I'm going to, I got to go uh, tomorrow, which is today. He was telling us last night. Uh, I'll, I'll be out of here by probably about 6 a.m. And then I won't be back till about 2, 2.30. So this guy is, I go, what are you doing at 6 a.m.? This guy goes to the, uh, you know, the facility, uh, the Houston Texans facility, gets a little breakfast, workout, drills. So this guy's up and about already. I go, do you drink coffee? He goes, not really. Oh, I'll tell you, man. That's the, but when you had, when he told you what he was doing, like, if you didn't have Lana, would you be like, can I tag along? Uh, you know, it's a work thing, and I wouldn't want to like overstep my bound. I mean, this guy, you know, was he gonna bring like a? What am I like the kid that the the parents bring to work day? Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna stand next to him going up, 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 up. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I mean, it'll be the team meeting in the back of the room. 
Well, I'm sure, like, you know, the, the, the people that work for the team that aren't on the team, they use the facilities, too. I thought maybe you could get a workout in, meet JJ for a fruit bowl halfway through his workout, and then, and then shower up and get drive home together. I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to spot each other. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy that yeah. I, got, I got a place to stay. And not only that, it's another thing, class act right here. He uh, he hooked us up at the gym down the street. He goes, just go in and uh, ask for the manager. Tell him I sent you, and you're all hooked up for the amount of time you're here if you want to work out at the gym. I mean, it's full service, man. It's full service. Oh man, I, let this be an inspiration to everybody out there when you have guests. Now, obviously, we all can't afford monogram robes, but we can all afford to maybe go to our local gym. And give the guy 10 bucks and say, can my family work out here while they're in town? Or we can all afford to go to the grocery store and get something you know to personal like. I mean, this is... I put a bottle of water by the bed when someone sleeps over. I think I'm fucking God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. He showed us around the house. He's got a great house outside. He's like... Make yourself at home. He's got a nice sitting area and pool. And well, so, yeah. can I ask you? Let me ask you though, with the with the with the house tour, mm-hmm. do you think you have to have a nice house to give a tour, or just hey, this is my home and this I want to show it to you? Well, you know, he didn't he didn't give us a full tour. It was more like here's the refrigerator, here's the outside, and here's your room. It's not like he you know went and he goes, oh, this is the thing. I well, think, though, you have to have a sizable home to give a tour where, you know, there's got to be, there's got to be multiple rooms. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 this is how I look at it. Like, because when I had an apartment, I didn't really give a, people a tour. I said, all right, uh, you know, you need the bathroom, bathroom's there. And uh, that was pretty much the tour. If you just tell people where the bathroom was, yeah. that was the tour. But when you have a home, you know, I don't know. I just do you I think give it's a tour. Yeah, it, well, it's the wording, you know. I mean, you come to my house; it's a nice size house, but I kind of say, "Hey, you want to see the place? Let me show you around." So it's kind of casual. When you say, uh, "Would you like a tour?" I'd be like, "I didn't know you had a fucking wine cellar, but I guess so." <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm sure. Watts House is a tour either way, but my question, too, is when you go to someone's home, whether they're rich or not, and they say any version of want a tour, want to see the house, anyone want to see the house? Do you tag on that little group and go check out the house? I'm always in. I love to see your house, anyone's oh, house. Really? So you, you're, you're in on the tour? Yeah, I went to a house once. The guy's not loaded or anything. In his bathroom, his shower is just a, you know big tiled like uh, area that you step into and shower but no curtain no nothing it's just such a big area that the water won't splash out uh and then in the same home they had the washer and dryer in the bedroom and i'm like but nicely set up i'm like in the bedroom and she's like look it's the easiest most logical place this is where all the clothes go back anyway now I was just interested. That was very interesting to me. The house wasn't stunning, but I was happy to see that. It's interesting to see someone's home, how they sleep. Well, it's funny that that you actually go on the tour, but not only do that, but comment on where things are. Well, what are we doing? Isn't that the whole point of the tour? I mean, I went on one home and they had one of those. You ever see when they have a small bedroom? So they have the bed kind of up against one wall, and usually the woman has to sleep up there. Like like up on that part, so when she wants to get out to pee at night, she's kind of either got to slide down the bottom or climb over the man. Oh, no, I've, I've never seen a bedroom that that's small. That's before. New York City, baby, all the time. Everyone has their bedrooms up against the wall, you know? So then I'll look at that and go, oh, what do you got to do to climb down? Who sleeps against the wall? Whoever pee, pees less? Yeah, Jerry, because he pees less. It's a whole thing. You don't like to see the tour? I loved when I saw your house. I can't wait to see it when it's done again, man. Uh, yeah, no, the tour the tour is nice, but I think when you're staying with the person, I think it's more of like a, this is where this is, that's where that is. And, you know, to be honest with you, 
I didn't want to like take up any more of this guy's time. I mean, I, I it was ten thirty when we got back to his house, and he has to get up at five thirty. And I'm thinking to myself, I got to get this guy to sleep, or he might not get a couple sacks this year if, if he if he's yeah. if he's staying up late with me. I don't want to be the reason why he uh, he comes in tomorrow, and they're like, "Well, why are you off?" And I got some idiot at my house that I had to give a tour to. This is unreal, man. Five thirty in the morning. What is he doing? Cracking eggs and then jogging on the train tracks. I don't know what he's doing, man. But this guy's mo- heavily motivated, and I, I, hanging out with him, I feel like, I feel like you know, you ever hang out with somebody who's doing so much, you feel like you really got to step up your game. Either that or stop hanging out with that person. <laughs> 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 but 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 yes, I do. And then what I usually do to justify it is I'll I'll like try and examine their social life or something and go, whatever, he's not even married, isn't he? So what you're gonna work all the time? Is that what makes you happy? I'd rather skip rocks with my wife in a river. You know? But meanwhile I'm like, the guy's a machine, I can't keep up <laughs> Oh God. So yeah, we um Lana went to go get her coffee. She likes her car coffee in the morning, so she took the car to go get that, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here, man. You got the rental, right? I got the rental. Yeah, we we could play we could play that clip of of the invite he left, right? We just can't play the audio, the video. I think he said uh, the invite to the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let, let, let's uh, check with him before we do any. Uh... Yeah, because on that he he not only offers the home for you to crash, he offers the Audi. <laughs> he offers the vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's great, man. It's great. It's it's uh, it's great. You know, like you know how I am with staying at people's houses. You know, I just I don't yeah. like to be a burden. I don't like to be someone who's just you know, you know, like when he gets here at two o'clock, I want to try and be out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. comes back. Do you think he wants me and Lana hanging out in his living room, going, "What's up? What are we doing now?" Kinda. That's why I invited yeah, you, man. Yeah, I, I know, but I'm just saying. I just I have a thing. About being a burden. Yeah, you're not being a burden, man. You're 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 a welcomed guest. It's not like that at all. I mean, look, I don't want to put it out of perspective or put or, or make you feel uncomfortable. But on some level, obviously, he's a fan of your stand-up too. You know, so like I was saying earlier, it would be like you know, I'm driving home from working out, and you're like, hey, I got Billy Joel in my kitchen. Can't wait to get home and chat. You know, it's like fun, man. It's fun. Yeah, I guess I gotta I gotta lose that, but you know, I, I, I'm not used to staying with people, so I gotta yeah, I, I gotta adjust. Is there a pool? Yeah. Are you timing it so like around two thirty, you're doing you want do you want to be doing something so like mild, like maybe just sitting outside with a coffee? Like, are you afraid like you don't want to be in his pool at two thirty with a margarita going JJ, it's <laughs> little Marco Polo? <laughs> Like right around two thirty, you're probably thinking, "How do I want to be positioned? <laughs> should, should, do, do, you, do you do you do you not want to be in the room that he's immediately gonna walk into?" Yeah, it's like one of those. Like the guy just came home from probably jumping seven feet up in the air nine to ten times, and then he's gonna come home and see me like laying on his couch, going, "These bananas are great." I mean, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe me and Lana should be out of the house, and then we come back. That that's a that's a nice move to sort of ease back. Yeah, like, I, I know your home. I just want to let you know we're coming back now. But then it's like, God damn! If you know, then you're getting into hotel territory. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh man! Just do it. Be be not in the first room when he comes home, but when he comes home. Make a little noise so he can mentally adjust to the fact that you're in the home. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we go work out during that time. Or who knows? Maybe we just hang here. We, we don't know. We, we, we have no idea what we're doing today. This is all new. So, uh, yeah, we'll play it by ear, man. Yeah, dude. Don't overthink it. We're just having fun on the yeah. show. Let's get into uh, the special. This- I am ready. You are ready. This is what now? We're probably 36 hours away, maybe? 48? Yeah, maybe a little less. Um, I want to thank everybody who got tickets, man. 
And uh, so many through the Pete and Sebastian show. So thanks for coming out, man. I will not let you down. I am zoned in, ready to go. Dude, I've been on the road six weeks in a row. I've done this thing like 32 times in a row. Wow. Is it feeling stale at all? or? No, it's kind of interesting, man, because... These these guys, when, when you're working in a place where you know when you have a new hour, somebody's going to put it on TV for you because you're at that level. It's so much more fun because you you really know when you're working on a joke that, oh, okay, when, when this is finished, this is going to go bam on something. So as opposed to this feeling of, well, it'll slowly develop, you know, it just gives you more of an incentive. Yeah. And then when you have that incentive... Um, it's amazing how you just, you know, over the past 32 shows, <clears throat> I've changed the lines here or ch- switched this or that, and it's really kind of come together. And the only thing I will say, though, is uh, the Columbus Funny Bone, last place I played, Dave Stroop, who, who runs that club and stuff, at the end of the week, which was a great week, he goes, uh, so how do you feel? You feel like you're ready? And I go, I tell you, man, if I had one more week to, to work on this, I don't know what I do because I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm at the point where I'm just ready to do it, but one more week and it might be too much time. Like you know, it's really starting to get to overthinking time. Yeah. So it was good to get off the road, come home. In the past two days, I, I put the swing set together, which I'll send you a photo. Oh God, it looks beautiful, bro. I put mulch all around the ground. She slid down the slide yesterday. Fell on her ass and just got up and walked over and did it again because I had this soft mulch. Ah, it was nice. It was nice. Wow. Right down the slide. And it's the slide, one of these slides that, uh, is it quick? Yeah, it's a fast slide, man. Mm. And it's a, it's a, it's, dude, for 150 bucks, we cleaned it up, put it together. $2,200 swing set. Bam. Yeah, we need to see a photo of it and put it up on the page. Absolutely. Today I'll do that. And um, so I'm ready to go. Really looking forward to it. Not much more I can say on that subject. Well, um, you leave You leave tonight. You get to Chicago tonight? Yeah, actually, I checked the flight. I thought it was tonight, but it's at. Uh, we leave at 6 a.m. So basically 4 a.m. in the morning we leave. So 6 a.m. And when you shoot Saturday? I shoot Saturday. Okay, so good. You got a day to relax, settle in. Um, so, how long are you staying in Chicago? You leaving Sunday, and is uh, Sadie coming? Sadie's not coming. My mother-in-law is going to watch her, and no, we're staying through till Monday. So, we're really looking forward to spending Sunday just enjoying Chicago, and uh, hopefully, uh, that's going to be nice after yeah. you shoot it. Just spend the day in Chicago, relax. So, yeah, this is big, man. This is a big moment. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, were you uptight? You get uptight when you get close to it. Yeah, you know, it's getting you're a little nervous, you know, just because it's, you know, you're shooting a special. And is, is it timing out? Because you had texted me and you were saying you wanted to know about the timing, an hour, go over. <clears throat> just, just, just do it, man. I mean, just go through it. And if it's over, it's over. You could cut it or just have them air whatever you, sh- uh, you do. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying on the flip side, too, I'm just saying if uh, when you're playing a club, I think things move a little faster than when I've done, the, when I've done like my last special. I remember it was like you could kind of tack on another five or six minutes yeah. just because just you're in a theater environment. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm ready. Just, just have fun with it. Are, are you, did you go with the, uh, the bullet points? You know... The- I'm back and forth. I, I said no, I didn't want the bullet points, but they still want them anyway. So it looks like what we're going to do is I go, because, you know, I'm only doing one shot. Uh, I, I'm not doing two shows. This is how I did it last time. I like it better. I, like, even last time I flubbed a, a line once, like I, I didn't come out clear. And I just looked at the crowd and I go, whoops, I'm going to say that line again. You're all going to laugh like you're hearing it for the first time, all right? And then, boom, I do it, and then we all moved on like it didn't happen. Yeah. So that's kind of how I do it if, if something like that happens because it's all in one shot. So I said, listen, man, don't put them up because I don't want to look at them. I go, but if I reach a point where all of a sudden I don't know what to do next, I'll make some sort of a joke about it and, and tell Rachel to fire it up on the screen. Uh, and then we'll just, you know, edit that little bit out and move on, man. All right. You, 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 you seem very, very confident in this. So I, I see this being no problem. We are talking about... 
Pete's special, the special that is going to put Pete on the map. Uh, not that he's not on the map already, but uh, this is going to be a whole different thing for Pete. And uh, those who bought tickets are in for a big, big treat because uh, this is monumental. This is historic. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, look, and you know, you saw it with Sebastian's last special and the one before that. And I just want to go on record. You're going to see it with mine. There's a difference, man, between someone who's been doing it for 20 years and someone who's been doing it for seven years. All these young kids... That can't even goddamn shave yet. Going up there doing their little quirky, they would die on a Saturday night in Richmond if people didn't know them. They die. would physically get stabbed. <laughs> God, I tell you, man. Sometimes I play those places where you, you know, you, you're looking out, and sometimes there's a black guy that's just mad that you're not, that you're not a black comic, and he's, and he's got the free tickets, and I just want to go. Did you even Google that I'm white? Did you even look? Corielli. <laughs> I actually had a buddy call up recently. A guy I went to college with. He's like, "Me and my wife, we're having a party, but uh, no alcohol." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, then you're having a meeting." Man, you corny! He's gonna have a party with no alcohol. That's like getting a hooker just to play cards. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you. Man, you so, no, I just think sometimes when I play places where some people know me but most don't, that still happens sometimes, especially on an off night. You know, you do these shows and you get off and, you know, you get through it and you made them laugh, but you're like, God, if, they, if Jim Gaffigan was up there, and he's one of my favorite comedians, I find him to be very, very hilarious, but if he was up here tonight and they didn't know him, there's no way he'd get through this with his little, with his little quirky. What did he say? Was he talking to? They would, they would. The black guys would go. This, this motherfucker's corny. This guy's corny, right? Is this all he does? Oh, I can barely hear what he's saying. Man, you corny! But when you find your audience and then they all come, you know. Uh, it's it's a different it's a different feeling when everybody in the room knows who the hell you are and they're on board rather than like you're saying a 10:30 show on a Friday night where they come in and you know the 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 act is almost secondary. Yeah, or or they're just not into what I'm doing, and because let's be honest, no matter what, man, you know every comedian's like a, it's art, man. So you like some and you don't like others, and I get it. You come in at 11 o'clock at night, you're drunk, you don't know me. And I'm up there talking about my life and being married. You, you, if you're 18 and drunk, come on. You yeah. want to see me go, fuck it, fuck it, sucking. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah. Fuck it, fuck it, sucking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fell for him. Motherfucker, dick pussy's not and shit. Good night. Good night. Suck my dick. Bye-bye. God, so, some of these middle acts, bro. Oh, what are they doing? Why did you, ever, did you have a problem? They just get so dirty, man. As I get older, I get way uh, less and less dirty. Yeah. You know, and it's just all this sex stuff, like, you know, hardcore. And you're like, God damn. I don't know who could relate to that shit, that shit though. You know, it's like you got people in the audience. You think they want to hear that? You think they really want to hear that? A group of people come in and there's an audience for that. But I'm just saying... On a, on a random evening, you got couples in there, maybe, uh, you know, people who are a little bit older. You think they want to hear that? You'd be surprised how many people are laughing, but that's what happens with these clubs is that's why the connotation of a comedy club, like your mom and dad, if you weren't a comedian, your mom and dad would never think to get dressed up one night and go to a comedy club because they would think it would be that. Well, that's the, that's the rub on comedy, and that's why a lot of people don't go to comedy, because A, they fear, uh, you know, they might get picked on, the material is crass and, and, and blue, and it's uncomfortable to listen to. I mean, you talk to a lot of people, there's a lot of people that just stay away from comedy clubs for that reason, and it's a shame because, you know, not all comedians do that type of material, so... I don't, I don't know. And I think he once said that you gauge a comedian on how, if your parents like him. 
right? Or if your parents yeah. find them funny. Because my dad will call and he'll go, saw this comedian last night? Sucked. And I go, yeah, that's, that's about par for the course. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and well, what I said more to the point with that is, I don't want to do. The, I want to do the kind of comedy that my parents would get. Too, yeah, you know, like like I don't want to be one of these comics where when I come off, my dad can't even talk about my act because it's too embarrassing <laughs> to to go to go. Oh, that thing with the hooker that was so funny when you had the hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something that you want to discuss on the ride home, not like uh, you know, be shy shy about talking about it or, or or god forbid your father had a couple of his architect friends come to see you and you were doing that material you think the, the he, he might lose his job <laughs> yeah i mean they're not gonna think oh wow what a purist this guy's just keeping it so real yeah. they're gonna think it's ridiculous <laughs> listen man i know uh, that doesn't mean i'm not gonna drop some f-bombs because the f-bombs are coming because they come but it's like, you know, I could say I went to the fucking deli. Is that really dirty? I mean, I don't know. No, it's not dirty, but I'm just saying the, the material, the content of it. When you start getting into the sex and drugs and I got high last night and I did that, 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 that. Okay, fine. But I'm, I'm just saying that not too many people are going to gravitate towards that type of material. I don't think. Oh, man. Baby, I want you to taste me. That's what, that's what one guy was saying before I would go on. Oh, come on. See, like, what is that? Oh, man. What is that? Is that funny? Well, they're laughing, and that makes me want to go out there and go, Stop the show. None of you deserve what I'm doing tonight. Go home. Everybody go home. This is done. To that laughing, it's uncomfortable laugh. There's one. There's a difference between being uncomfortable and, and laughing and then really enjoying the stuff. That's, a, that's what I call uncomfortable laughing. Unless the, the crowd is a prison crowd. No, no, it's not. But sometimes you see them too, you, 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 and they, you know they're doing that kind of like. <laughs> but yeah, there is that uncomfortable feeling, and and you know, this, and this particular guy who was doing it, the crazy thing is, he's got these other jokes that are so smart and so funny, and it's not my place to say anything, but I want to just be like, "What the hell are you doing that for, dude?" Yeah. Oh no! How big is this lawn? <laughs> <laughs> they probably finished the lawn an hour ago. They're just trying to keep busy till two thirty. <laughs> if we can clip enough flowers, we'll get a glimpse of what. So yeah, no, they've been doing this since eight thirty this this morning. So what kind of pool are we talking? In ground pool, I would imagine. In ground, hot tub, got a hammock in the back. Me a lot of my jump on. Does he got a diving board? Diving board? What is this? The seventies? I don't know. No diving <laughs> board? What a dump! <laughs> no, but it was. Uh, we woke up. There's a duck in the pool in the morning. Even the ducks know where to go. <laughs> no, does he have like um, uh, neighbors? Like if he went down to get his mail out of his mailbox, is the neighbor's driveway right there? Like, because I'm always curious, like, if there's somebody in this world that's like, dude, J.J. Watts, my fucking neighbor. Like, we get the mail every day. I see him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a really, like, nice neighborhood. You know, it's a neighborhood where if you went to go get the mail, uh, the, the guy next door would go, great game last night. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, is it like Sopranos when Tony Soprano would go down his road to the end of the driveway and there's all those nice houses around? Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't see because, you know, you would think there's some gate and it's private. That's like insane to watch Sports Center and then go outside and you're like, there's the dude. He's like right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like I, I've never had that experience growing up where actually, you know what? I don't know if you remember. You remember Ray Meyer, who used to coach the DePaul Blue Demons? A legend, the Paul. He lived two blocks away from me, growing up. Oh, that's pretty huge, man. So yeah, I mean that's. I don't know what the hell he was doing in my neighborhood. To be honest with you. Damn. Yeah, but not that my neighborhood was a bad neighborhood, but I would just think the coach of the DePaul Blue Demons wouldn't be living next to us. 
No, I mean, not. I don't know your neighborhood, but that guy was a, a, basically a celebrity in the sports world. Now, did you um, did you have any run-ins with uh, famous people growing up in any capacity? Not really. Me and famous people growing up, I mean, I went once to go get Walter Payton and Otis Wilson's autograph, you know, how they had those uh, stand in line and, and meet the football players, Chicago Bears type of thing, but nothing where, you know, Nothing where... Not a run-in? No. Why? You got any run-ins? Uh, well, when I was real little, nah. I mean, uh, the the, uh, the New York Arrows soccer team would come to the library. But when I was in college, I was flying out of MacArthur Airport. I was like 18. And my mom was seeing me off to college flying. And we go to go in. It's a small airport on Long Island. And she goes... I think Billy Joel just walked in. And I go, Ma, I would see Billy Joel. You know what you're talking about. And I walk in, and there's fucking Billy Joel just with one other guy. And, and he's just standing there, right? And I'm freaking out. I'm like, I need a pen. I need a pen. And my mother ran into the gift shop and bought me a $5 pen. And I grabbed my plane ticket, you know. And now Billy Joel is in the diner in the airport. And I'm so nervous. And I walk up, and the guy he was with isn't there he went to do something billy joel's just reading the paper and i go up and i'm shaking and i'm like hello mr joel i just i just wanted to tell you i how much i love you and can i get an autograph and as he's signing it i go so you're going to philly now huh and he's like yeah and i'm like yeah and i'm going to school <laughs> and then i'm like okay and i go it's great to meet you and like I go to pat his shoulder, like I put my hand, and he's wearing this like blue overcoat, and I just go to pat his shoulder, and he kind of like just, you know, moves a little bit off, like, you know, because you know, you shouldn't be touching him. And he <laughs> just kind of pulls away a little, like, okay, okay, bye. And like, I go back over, and I, I say goodbye to my mom, I'm so nervous, and I stand there until the last minute, until I have to get on my plane, because I'm like, I just wanted to go over and be like, let me come with you, man. <laughs> Fucking take me with you, man. <laughs> And then, bro, the ironic part is literally two months later, his new album, the uh, Stormfront album, came out. And he's on the cover of Rolling Stone. Of course, I buy it right away. And they're asking him about his career. And he literally, it's the quote under the picture. He says, I love everything about my life, and I'm so fortunate. The only thing I really can't take is being bothered specifically at airports. It's just too much. And I'm like, Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. And I know it wasn't because of me particularly. But the point is, I don't know what to tell you, man. You're the piano man. I see you out. I'm coming over. Yeah, that's a responsibility you have to take upon yourself as a, as a guy in the public eye. If you're, if you're reading a newspaper and, and a fan comes up, I mean, yeah, I think the touching though is a little, a little too much on that. I know. I was 18, bro. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, if you learn from what, Joel? Use the side door to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Some ladies love Pete Corielli. Girl, I've seen him before. Girl, he is fine. I like to rush that. Do he got a girlfriend? Some ladies don't. Would that slow you ladies down? Your night, your nighttime activities. If there was a man in your neighborhood grabbing ass. No, that wouldn't. I hear you. The other lady won't even look at me. How disgusted she is with me. She's like, I'm not even going to ask you this question. <laughs> I tell you, lady, you go to grab your ass, you'll get frostbite, huh? <laughs> the Pete and Sebastian Show. I go to work out yesterday in my gym and, uh, you know, getting those final preps in for the, for the special, as you know. Mm-hmm. And this is the difference between L.A. and where I live. My gym, when I go to work out there, it's always, as I go about the same time, it's always five or six guys I know, and they're all prison guards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're all, like, giant, huge guys. They wouldn't even think of doing cardio. And uh, I got a shoulder situation. So normally when I bench, I'll put 25 on each plate. And then maybe I'll go up to 35. If I want to get nuts, I'll do the 45 plate once or twice. But that, I, I'm not there right now. I'm not that strong. So my shoulder hurt. And, uh, you know, whenever I fucking put 
two ten, one ten pound plate on each side, ten pounds, bro. And I start lifting it, and I hear one of the prison guards yell out from the side. He's like, "You need a spot?" <laughs> and, and then they all start giggling. And then another one goes, "You know, curves is around the bend. You got a curve workout. You know what curves is?" Oh yeah, but I'm just guy. 10 pounds on each side. Bro, but I was banging out 15 reps, four four sets. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going lean machine, man. There's, there's nothing funny about a muscular comic. I, 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 I tell Vinny, you know, Vinny, Vinny Brand, who owns the Stress Factory, he's a very funny comedian. Every time I see him, I'm like, bro, you're too big. People feel like they have to laugh. They're not laughing because they want to. So you you, uh, you don't agree with the Joe Piscopo syndrome? No, the minute he got big, he got he wasn't funny ever again. Yeah, that's true. You can't have muscles on stage, man. Well, I mean, I think you could look fit. But, absolutely, absolutely. But when you start getting like bodybuilder type physique, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it really plays that big into whether or not people are going to laugh or not? I'm such a purist with comedy that if you're big, that's telling me that you're into lifting weights a lot, probably more than you are into stand-up. So if this is your second favorite thing to do, get the fuck off the stage. Wow. Because <laughs> this is my favorite thing to do. That's psycho old school shit, bro. I'm a relic. We're both on. You know, what a, la- what a last of a dying breed to go out on the road before you're famous and just play on the road when no one knows you. What are you, what are you crazy? <laughs> These kids don't do it anymore. They, they, they wait tables until they get a call from George Clooney and it's off to the races. There's no yeah. in-between. There's no in-between. Is anybody establishing themselves anymore as just a stand-up comedian and, and just drawing on the stand-up alone? I mean, you're right. I mean, I don't see a lot of guys or girls doing that type of stuff. And I don't know if it's by design. I just think it's no one's booked us on a TV show, so this is what we got to do. <laughs> well, maybe it's a little of both. I don't know, but... I don't know. We're both TV bound. We might, you know, what may end up happening. I think we, I think we're just going for the silver screen, really. I think it's movies and just uh, we're leaving TV behind. I think within two years we'll be doing interviews, promoting movies where we're literally sitting with DiCaprio going. I told him if he wants to hang out, he's got to cut the fucking ponytail. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how quick it can turn, man. Just like that. Look at that, bro. Come on. A short time ago, you were selling dish discs in a goddamn mall, and now yeah. you got monogram robes from the best player in the NFL. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> do Do you guys not like? I bet you don't really talk football too much, or do you? Uh, we were talking about like kind of what his training, what he does for training, you know, that, that box jump he did, that yeah. five foot one that he posted up on Instagram. Now he does it with no problem. We actually got to talking about how much of a mental thing it is where before, you know, he couldn't get it, he couldn't get it. And then boom, he got it. And now the next time he did it, it was like, it was so easy to do because you know something in your head tells you you can't do something or you haven't done it and it's almost like this mental block so it was I, I don't, I'm learning a lot man that's pretty yeah that's interesting man that's like uh, Tanya Harding nailing the triple axle when she yeah. found, um you should talk to Watt about he is a big talker it's highly entertaining on the field Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it would be nice to uh, incorporate a couple of Sebastianisms in there, here and there. Like, you know, like 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 sack the quarterback and look down and go, Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> a little stuff like that, man. <laughs> Take a walk! Oh, maybe, maybe we could get him to do that. Well, but it needs to be audible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that stuff for, like, people like us. Like, I remember watching uh, a Met game once on TV, and somehow something, someone said something about a goat, and then the other announcer goes, oh, there's Goat Boy. Who is that? That was Jim Brewer. Yeah, that was so funny, Jim Brewer doing that. And you're sitting there listening to that, and you're like, holy shit. Somehow 
the fact that the Mets are talking, because Brewers are a Mets fan, the fact that they're talking about him in the booth is, yeah. is cooler than, like, a goddamn interview with Rolling Stone almost. Not really, but something else, you know? Yeah. Like, it's he made a- it into the booth. Just a, just a comedian uh, on an off shot, just the, the announcers are talking about him. Yeah, like the ultimate was a great story about Joe Montana. Uh, I don't know if it was the playoffs or the actual Super Bowl, but it was this huge game. I think it was the Super Bowl. And the last drive to win the game, the team was so nervous, and they're all in the huddle, and it's coming down to the last few plays. And to loosen them all up, Montana says something like, check it out, third row back over there with the hat. There's John Candy. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. What the fuck? You're in the game. (laughs) You, when you got that much confidence, I mean, the guys in the huddle must just said, "What? Yeah, they, they got to be stunned." Or do you think they're like, "Joe, come on now, man. It's not. No, it's not enough time to be looking around the stands." No, they're like, "Oh, this guy's got this. He's already making dinner plans." <laughs> No, absolutely. There's that. It's even with a comic, you can, you know, the the crowd can sense. It's something you allude, uh, you you give off where they can literally sense if if you're nervous, man, and they will eat you alive, man. Oh yeah, you can't you can't uh, let your nerve show. And then you see a comic that's so confident, but he's not funny, but the crowd's laughing because he's so confident. They feel like, well, I must not be getting this. So I should just laugh because this guy's clearly good. I mean, look at the way he carries himself up here. Have you ever said that, though? Have you ever said, or uh, when you're watching a comedian, have you ever asked yourself, I just don't get this, I should be laughing? I mean... There's one guy who used to play the comedy cellar all the time, and he's not hacky or anything like that, but he's just not for me. And he would go up, and he would kill and I would literally go upstairs, and the crowd would just, like I said, going nuts. And I, I just, I'm saying, bro, I wasn't even getting the joke. Like, I couldn't even dissect w- what part of it was funny. And I'd go upstairs, and I remember saying to Nick DiPaolo once going, because uh, he felt the same way, and I'd go, uh, I feel like it's a big joke on me. Like, they tell the whole crowd ahead of time, when Corielli comes down, everyone just laugh, pretend it's funny, pretend it's funny. Because it's so, it made no sense to me. But... Every time I've ever played with him, even beyond the comedy cellar, it would kill. So it's just, just goes to show you, man. You don't always know, man. Yeah. But what about when you have a joke that you don't like, but the crowd loves it? Do you keep doing it? Mm, yeah, I, I don't like to do a lot of jokes that I don't like to actually say. Exactly. You know, I mean, if they like it, yeah, but like, well, I got to be f- having fun while I'm saying it. I agree. I, I just had one I took out of my set last night. I was thinking about putting it in, and I'm like, ah, I just don't even like saying that, st- even though they laugh. So your set for the special, is it, uh, if you had to give it a theme, uh, what would it be? I mean, what are you mainly talking about? Is this something that you're talking about raising a child, marriage, what is it? I'm just talking about my life and basically, like you said, which would make sense for the title, where I'm at. And it's just, you know, basically about everything from, uh, you know, I have a kid now that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I live in a small town. This is what's going on where I live. This is what, what I'm dealing with now. But even though it's all like backbone about my life and where I'm at now, you know, there's all jokes in there that kind of like, you know, like, for example, um, you know, uh, I talk about what kind of store I go to now because I have Sadie, and then I'm doing a bit about a store. So it's like, it's just a bit about a store. Yeah, but so it, the, through, the through line is the family and the kid and kind of where you're at uh, in your career and your life and where you're living. So, and, then, and then peppered in there are maybe some observations, uh, like you said, the store. Yeah, but I don't do stuff like... Uh, Oh, the little kid, she looked at me and she said, da, da, no, it's none of that, that, you know, or changing the diaper. Whoa, you can't get that diaper on just right. Yeah, I no, I, I got you. I got you. I don't know. I feel like I've been a babbling buffoon the show, man. I no, no, no babbling buffoon at all. Uh, but I, I, got a, I got a story I got to tell you here. Please do, man. Let me sit back and enjoy it. I, uh, I was in Canada over the weekend and I had a... 
driver going to take me from Toronto to Burlington, which is about an hour in in uh, hour ride. Uh, so the guy picks me up. The show's at seven thirty. Picks me up at five thirty. Picks me up, and for some reason, I was in a talkative mood, which I typically am not. But I just started to say to the guy, uh, "Watching a fight tonight?" Nah. Okay. Uh, you from Toronto? Yeah. So I'm getting one words. So I go, "Okay, this guy don't want to talk. Fine." So now we're driving, and he's pumping the gas, uh, or, or sorry, pumping the brake, you know, where you start to, like, fall forward a little bit, you know, because it's stop-and-go traffic. Yeah. I, I hate that, because I, I start getting dizzy and nauseated. Yeah, it's amateur hour. It should be a smooth stop. It should be a smooth stop. And we're taking side streets, because the main artery, to get to where we're supposed to go, they... In, close the entire freeway down. It would be like closing the 10 down in, in L.A., which I've never heard anybody close an entire freeway for maintenance. So we're taking these side roads. Long story short, it takes us an hour to get out of the city, and I'm GPSing it, and there's another hour to go. So when I, I tell the guy, I go, listen, when we get into uh, you know free-flowing traffic, we got to step on it because... The show starts at 7.30, and by my estimation, we're getting there at 7.31. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem, no problem. So we're going, and then he goes, so what show are you going to go see? And I said, well, I'm actually performing. I'm the, I'm the act. Oh, yeah, what do you do? Stand-up comedy. Uh, you know, Russell Peter. Yeah, yeah. Now, now he's opening up. <laughs> and now you're not interested anymore. Now I'm not interested. <laughs> so five minutes from the venue... He turns to me and goes, can you get me a seat? I go, what? Could, can I watch the show? Now, it's sold out, number one. Number two, I'm running late, and there's a lot I got to look into prior to me going on stage because I like to do like a sound check. I like to find out where the lights are coming from, if it's spotlights, music cue, on, all, you know, just stuff like that. And I don't have any chance to do any of this because we're getting there at showtime. And this guy asked for a ticket because he's going to be waiting in the parking lot. So instead of waiting, he wants to watch the show. Now, I'm going to stop the story right there. Would you give the guy a ticket? No, I would... No, I mean... I want to hear what you did, but I mean, I would have just sent them to somebody else. Okay, so I go... I was kind of taken aback by that request. And I was like, yeah, let me see what I could do. So I'm like stewing in the back of the thing. And then I... I go, uh... Hey, guy, listen. I, I can't get a hold of the promoter right now. And to be honest with you... Getting a seat for you is really not at the top of my priority list. I go, we're late. I got a lot to do. So, you know, if you'll excuse me, I, I just don't have the type of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. We pull up in the back area. We get out of the car. And he's coming in with me. He's, he's coming in the theater with me. And the promoter comes out, and I said to the promoter, you you mind giving him like somewhere in the back where he could watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Come on in here. He shows me my dressing room. Uh, coffee, tea. Here's the lemon. Local pizzeria made a large Nutella pizza. I don't know if you know what Nutella is. That's chocolate spread almost. Yeah. And it's on a big pizza. So I said, "Oh, okay. Thank you very much." I said, "Let me see what's going on with the stage." So the opening act was on. I'm looking. I'm talking to the stage manager. I said, does that spotlight move? No. I said, then light up the whole stage because I move around a lot. I go, uh, you know, where's the light? I need a light uh, at 55 minutes. I don't have my watch on, so I need the light. Yeah, okay, okay, fine. I go back to the room, the dressing room. The guy's sitting in the room eating the pizza. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. 
What the f- I- Who would eat that shit, by the way, too? Not Ella. I made a note to talk to you about that. What? What, what is he- What is he doing in your room? Do they think, like, you guys are buddies? I don't know. The guy's in the truck. I go- I look at him. I go, Guy, you gotta get out of here, man. He goes, what? I go, I gotta get my head right. You gotta get out. <laughs> so I, I get him out of my dressing room. I do the show. I come back. I'm coming backstage and going back to the dressing room. And he's in the hallway. Good show. Good show. I go, where, where did you watch the show? He goes in the dressing room. Because there's a TV in the dressing room. I look. There's about four pieces of pizza. Mess. This guy had dinner. In my dressing room. Dude, what is going on? This guy overstepped his professional boundaries That's by what, leaps here. That's what I said. He walks in, he eats your pizza, sits in your green room. Holy, is this... Listen, Canada, you guys better get your shit together. This I is embarrassing. I couldn't believe it. Then he tells me, uh... Then he tells me, uh... Can I get a photo? Yeah, yeah, sure. Then on the right back, could you sign my program? You got a program? <laughs> Why did I just sign the pizza box? Oh my God. Whoa. So, I mean, he was a nice guy in a, in a conversation on the way back, but I, I, I gotta say, I mean, Jesus, the balls. Yeah. How big is this lawn? <laughs> I'm, I gotta apologize to the listeners. I mean, I got headphones on and I can hear this guy is leaf blowing the entire neighborhood. Wow! Did, did you try that pizza? I did, yeah. Uh, that's kind of white trash. I'm sorry. I know they were nice enough to send it, and that you want to probably say nice things, but that's white trash. That's an insult to pizza. I know. I know. Listen, would I rather have a pepperoni pizza? Absolutely. But I had to taste this stuff just because the guy was, yeah, guy was there. What am I gonna do? Say no. But uh, I don't know. Apparently, the guy driving me had a ball with it. Wow! You made his week. You made his year, man. Holy cow! Weird. So that's great. The shows went great then in Canada, huh? Uh, yeah, the Canada shows were great. Um, Simon, who is unbelievable, the you know that guy Simon, uh, but uh, for just oh, yeah. for laughs, Simon Garner, I love Simon. He said something about you. I don't know. He goes, ask Pete about the 2009 van ride. Oh, was, was it when Godfrey got in a fight with Alonzo Bowden? I don't know. I gotta. I gotta ask him what the hell it was. But I, I, I mean, this is unbelievable. The guy. What is the guy doing out there? How much leaves? I think he's on the porch. Oh, uh, he's he's gonna be coming inside. He's gonna rake the leaves out of Watt's bedroom. I, I, I think so. I, I literally haven't. I, this guy has been doing it for the last two hours. Well, listen, I know you're going to shut us down with this noise soon, so I just want to read uh, a Facebook message that we got. Um, uh, I, 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 this one really moved me, bro. I mean, sometimes, you know, we do this cast, and, you know, you wonder who you're reaching or whatnot. Um, by the way, someone asked me recently if we had any intentions to ever stop doing it. Uh, I don't. I don't want to put you on the spot, so I'll let you answer for yourself. No, no, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to stop doing it, but I literally might go out there and go, what are you blowing? It's getting closer. Oh, God, he's up. He's up on the porch. What the fuck? Hold on. Look, look, this guy's got to get out of here, man. No, 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 you can't be telling Watts Landscaper what to do, man. This guy's good. What is he going to do? Come in? I'm like, do you hear this? I mean, you, you don't want Waco and I give robes. I have orange in the fridge, and then you're telling my landscapers <laughs> where to blow? I don't know what he's blowing. It's not the fall. What? It, There's no leaves. You attract landscapers like insects, like 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 mosquitoes. I don't know. They use this leaf blower way too much, these landscaping guys. All right, finally. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. No, I don't have any intention on stopping the, doing the cast. I'm having a blast with it. So how did we affect someone? There you go, Kenny. That was Kenny in Texas. All right. Uh, 
Hien, I'm going to butcher this name, but Hien Niguen Fuak. Man, I'm sorry, bro. I can't pronounce the name right. I met you once in Texas. You are just a sweetheart of a guy. But this is what he writes. Pete and Sebastian, I want to say thank you to you two Cinderella's, as Jimmy would put it. I'm sending this from Vietnam while undergoing some turbulent stress in my life. The things that helps me smile and staying sane with these crazy events are happening around me. It's listening to you two bantering. And just waiting to hear Pete get arrested at an airport. <laughs> um, but because of you guys, no matter what topic, uh, you have been able to help me work through my struggles and relationships and work. Because of you guys, I'm learning to use hilarious references and when to bring it out. The Art of Conversation is the book that my mother and father burned when I was growing up. In fact, I never even saw the cover. I uh, hope to meet you guys again, and you're great and thanks. So, but I mean, right there at the end, this guy is in Vietnam trying to work on his conversational skills, and he writes, The Art of Conversation is a book my mother and father burned. In fact, I never even saw the cover. That's beautiful. The wording is beautiful. The kid's got it. Uh, I know this guy. You do? I, I know I know him. Uh, he actually... I read that message somewhere. It's either on our page or a private message. He came to a show in Austin with his buddy or his brother. And his brother had like a headphones on uh, during my show. I don't know what he was doing. I think in talking to him after the show... His brother was just there because, you know, he needed someone to go with, so he wasn't really that interested in comedy. And uh, you're right, this guy is a, is a, is a sweet kid, and uh, I think he's going to come to the show again in June. And, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. What are you worried about? The, 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 I never saw the cover? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I met the guy myself in... in um San Antonio, sweetheart of a guy. We need a follow-up. We need to find out what's going on in Nam. What are you doing in Nam right now? First of all, what is he doing in Nam? And what the hell is this guy going through where he's tuning into our show to learn how to speak to people? That's Something what I'm gonna listen. What kind of, what brings what you, you to Nam? I, uh, it's, exactly I don't know, but that's what I'm saying, bro. I mean, there's somebody in Vietnam listening to the show. There you go. That was something, man. Yeah, we, we might have a fan base in Nam. That's it. Do we got a tour in Nam? Let's do it, man. Let's set up a tour in Nam. We'll bring Simon from Canada to be the tour manager. <laughs> We're all set. All right, well, listen, I'll let you get back to touring the grounds. I want to say, again, thanks to everybody who's coming out to the show and everybody who supports our, our show here. And, uh... Thank you to J.J. Watt for being so cool. I hope he never comes on the cast, bro. It's like Snuffleupagus on Sesame Street. <laughs> it's so much better just talking about the guy. Yeah, it's like the Wizard of Oz. You don't even see him. But I'll have some more stories uh, by the end of the week. Uh, have a great uh, great show in Chicago. Thanks, and uh, I'll be in Houston at the Improv all this weekend, so come check that out. And until next time, by the way, I am moving out of my house into an, a hotel room. So we'll get more into that next week uh, on the oh. Pete and Sebastian show. Wow. All right, man. Good hang. Take care. The show has ended. What the? F I, who would eat that shit, by the way, too? Nutella. I made a note to talk to you about that. What, 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 is he, what is he doing in your room? Do they think that like, you guys are buddies? I don't know, the guys in the truck. I go, I look at him, I go, guy, you gotta get out of here, man. He goes, what? I go, I gotta get my head right. You gotta get out. <laughs>